0: Welcome everyone to the 10th episode of the Six Figure Social Worker podcast. It's your girl, L.A., and I am your Six Figure Social Worker. Welcome, welcome, welcome. On this episode, I have joining me R. Carter Thomas, who is a licensed independent social worker. And before I go further, I will just have him introduce himself. And so we can just carry on. (laughs) <laughs> yes, I'm R. Carter
1: Thomas, uh, master's in social work, and I'm a licensed independent social worker. I am the founder and owner of Good Company Christian Counseling and Life Coaching LLC. And I am also the founder of Tricare Solutions, which is an EAP uh, private practice company as
0: well. Awesome. Okay. You sound busy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, definitely. You sound busy. Okay. So um, I really want to focus this episode on, you know, starting the up, starting a private practice, the ups and downs, you know, the challenges and everything that you may face. How long, first of all, have you been in the field?
1: In the field, I started working in substance abuse in 95 and then mental health was in uh, 99. Okay. So that's how long, I mean. So that's why I cut my teeth in the uh, substance abuse field. You know, okay. So,
0: yeah. Okay. So what made you decide to open up your or start your own private practice?
1: Working for other people uh, wasn't working out for me. And, and, <laughs> okay. and, and then I, I actually I got fired from a job, and and I was looking for a work. I'm mean, I'm I'm doing everything to find work. I'm I'm doing all that I have to do to find work. But at the time, nothing was happening for me. And, uh, and so this church in Waseon had called me and said, you know, we want you to start seeing our people. So that was on December 2nd, uh, 2011. And, uh, so that's when good company actually started. Mm -hmm. I started, uh, in this church in Waseon and just started, uh, counseling there. Uh, people that go to their church. Okay.
0: That's how it actually started. Okay, okay. And so when you think about you get graduating and you're thinking about going when you think about going further to get your master's degree, what talk to us about that transition. So from masters to actually becoming independently licensed. Oh wow. Uh, so again getting the masters,
1: working for other people, uh one company that was working for I didn't need a license actually. Okay. Right? When I worked for the state of Ohio, I didn't need a license, and but but inside of me, I always wanted to uh, uh, be a counselor. So uh, I was just doing something to make some money. You know how that goes. <laughs> so, <laughs> but they wasn't working with me to get my independent license. And then it was a, a young lady that worked at the same agency. That she was going to supervise me for those two years, you know, the two years supervision that we need to take the uh, to sit for the exam, and so she was willing to do it. And here we both work both for the same company, and so we went to our supervisors just asking for permission, which was odd to me because she's an independent license; she didn't need permission from anybody. And so uh, they was like, "No, you can't do it." <laughs> so it was like we was gonna do it on their time, but. Uh, so that was kind of like a turnoff at that agency. And so then I just started pursuing, I said, okay, I'm gonna get this independent license. I'm gonna do this independent license thing. And, uh... I mean, interestingly enough, it took me five years to right. actually find somebody to supervise me.
0: Wow! So, so wait, it took you five years to actually find someone, and then you still needed to get the two years of supervision. Oh my goodness! Exactly. exactly. Oh my goodness! I'm, I'm glad you just did that. I, I never even counted that. So that's a seven year cycle. Absolutely. You know. Wow. So was that? So it was a completion of some things. So. Uh, you know, that's just how it worked out. Right. Wow. Wow. And so, you know, a lot of times people are like, especially in the field of social work, trying to go from A to Z, you know, so helping them see the process that you went through. Now, mine wasn't that long. Like I literally got my master's and fortunately I had someone to provide the supervision and I did that two year, you know, but you know, it took me two times or the third time before I passed the exam, you know, so Mm-hmm. Um, helping individuals understand that process but I love your persistence Yeah, you yes. know what I'm saying you didn't give up right Five years, no supervision. Then you're thinking <laughs> in your mind, right? I got When I do find someone who's willing to do the supervision, I got to do two years. Right, exactly. Oh, exactly. my goodness. Oh, my goodness. You know, the
1: interesting, like, even what you were saying, as far as uh, the third time, you know, to pass your LISW, that was yeah. the same in my case, right? But after I had failed it the second time, I was, like, done. I wasn't even going to take it again. And it was a, a woman who mentored me, uh, she was actually one of my professors when I was in ministry school. I did three years of ministry school, postgraduate school. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> this woman, of God, I went and talked to her and I said, I'm done with, I'm not going for this again. She said, you have to. She mm-hmm. said, "You really have to pursue this independent license." You know, she was a LPCC, so she okay. was a counselor herself. Okay. So she wasn't licensed social worker, but she said, "You need to pursue this independent license." And then the thing that she was that one that was actually pushing me, saying, "You need to get your own agency." And then she started uh, giving me encouraging words and you know, prophesying for me, saying, uh, "Once you get Medicaid approved, you don't ever have to worry about money again." You Whoa. know, so once you get on that panel you good, you yeah. know, which I'm on that panel. And I'm, right. And I'm good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Give me some. <laughs> right. That's what I'm talking about. And it's not, I know it's not so much about the money, but again, we want to make a living while we're making a difference. Right. Right. Exactly.
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and, I, and I like that quote that you have right there, you know, uh, making a living while we're making a difference because I didn't get into this field to make money. Mm-hmm. I came in to make a difference, right. right? But in the process of all that happening, you know, doors of opportunity just continue to open, right? right? A lot of the stuff that I'm doing right now, I never saw myself doing it, but okay. God had it in store for me, okay, right? Okay. So I just kept going in that direction, right? right. And, and then I was able to see things, as, as, as I continued in the direction, things just kept Unfolding as more would unfold, and that, oh, that's the next thing for me to do. And then it was like, okay, this is the next thing, and this is the next thing. And so it was simply like that. Okay.
0: Talk to us about the struggle. So, how long have you had your private practice since 2011? Yes. So,
1: just December the 2nd, it'll be eight years since I've had the practice. Uh, One of the things that's the biggest struggle for me is uh, people missing appointments. Okay. Right. So, this past Thursday, I had five people scheduled. And uh, four of them canceled on me, right? Now, we rescheduled, but those four people, as far as me calculating it, that was $600, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so that's $600 that I just basically missed out in one day, right? right? So it isn't like I could do anything to recoup that. Fortunately, I did reschedule with the people, but that particular day, that's money that's just gone. And so that's one of the things that's the biggest struggle is... You schedule people and then they don't show up okay. right especially when people are new mm-hmm. so uh you set some time and then you are not able to put anybody else in that space mm-hmm. so you lose right at that time because right. you know people not showing so right.
0: that's one of the biggest struggles is
1: uh just people not showing up right. you know, how do you
0: how do you market yourself how do you get clients
1: uh, I use uh, Psychology Today, okay. as well as you know, I got a website, okay. you know, uh, www.goodcompanycc.org. Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> so which my daughter actually managed. Uh, she has a bachelor's in business, so she actually managed my website, and uh, I you know I do Facebook, okay. right? Uh, and, and, and then just uh, I worked with a minority uh, Organization here in town At the University of Toledo They helped me So you know It's just Really just
0: Trying to find Different ways To say Hey here I am Right you know. Right. So. That's awesome What are the joys So I know that You shared this, the struggle Right As it relates to Having people Not really knowing If people are going to Show up to right. the appointment But what are the joys You know uh, Some of the joys Is just Seeing people Change Right,
1: watching people because I've had uh, (laughs) I had a client recently where they were going in a direction that I I really didn't want them to go in the direction. Right, Right. Uh, and and even she was saying, "Well, my mother wants me to do this," and I'm like, "Yeah, I'm agreeing with your mother," but I didn't never say that to her. Right, Right. I wanted her to walk it out herself. Right, Mm -hmm. until she got to the point where she's saying, "You know what?" I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go into this other direction. Okay. And I'm saying, I am so glad that you made that choice. Yeah. And then she came back and she said to me, she said, my mom wished that you had said that to me earlier. <laughs> <laughs> I said, it wasn't my choice to make. Right. You know, it was your choice to make, but it right. was just, she just constantly kept showing up until she got to the, I mean, for real, it really yeah. is the right decision for her. Mm-hmm. Right. The one that she was making was the wrong decision. Right. Right. But I couldn't say that's wrong. Right. Right. I had to work with her until she got to the point of seeing that's not right for me. Right, right, right. And right. so that's one of the joys is just seeing a person going in the wrong direction, but they still seeing you, mm-hmm. and then you see them saying, "You know what? I'm gonna go this way." Right, right. Because I think this is better for me. Right, right. And when right. you see that happens in a person, you know yeah. I rejoice with her. You really? know I rejoice with the people as right. they rejoice yeah. because they finally see. Look, this is better for
0: me. Right, right. I love that because I know we both have worked in um, community organizations, right? And a lot of, for 10 years, I've worked with um, organizations who have people court-ordered You know or pressure to come come there and one of the things I'm experiencing in my private practice is knowing that the people that's coming to me believe that I can help them and they want to be here yes that's a that's another joy you know for me because sometimes in the community organizations whether it's you know the behavioral health agencies individuals coming in court order they come in and you kind of like pulling teeth trying to help them see how they need this change. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. So that's good. That's yeah. good.
1: You know, and even the joys of watching couples come together because mm-hmm. I have uh, been in sessions and couples are fighting. I mean, they literally arguing with each other like I'm not even sitting there. Right. <laughs> you know, right. and to watch them continue to come right, and then fix, you know, get better yes. to heal the hurt. Yes. yes. Right? Yeah. To watch a man and a woman cry together Mm -hmm. as they both recognize, and you hurt me. Yeah, you hurt me too. But then to turn that, after they admit that they hurt each other, but then to turn that and then to love on each other and then to forgive one another just in the process of counseling. I mean, it's just amazing because, you know, again, I have had people seek me out because right. that's what they want. They want some marriage counseling. They need some help. Right. And I've actually had people refer right. couples to me because I helped them. Right, right. You know, so since I helped a married couple, they
0: said, look, you know, you need to go see You need to go see him. Right.
1: You right. Know, so that's always yeah. a joy as well.
0: Now, your company is good company, Christian Counseling. Yes. What made you put Christian in there? <laughs> like, I know you're a Christian, <laughs> though, you know, so not right. that route, but right. were you, um, afraid that it was going to either hinder individuals from coming to you or how did you... Well, I had met with uh, a man of God. He's a
1: pastor, but he also is a life coach. Okay. So... We was talking about my business and how... Now, this is after I'm already working with the church. Okay. Right? And we're look and okay. we're working on the name. Okay. Right? Because I had the good company because one of the definitions of Thomas, my last name Thomas is good company. Okay. And so okay. that's where the good company part comes okay. from. Okay. <laughs> okay. Only state. you. Only <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. so we're actually talking and we're dialoguing and, and he was saying, look, you need to make it clear as to what do you want the people to know about you? Right. And I'm like, well, I'm a Christian counselor. Okay. 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 So we talked about that. But again, I had an example. The woman that I talked about that mentored me, that encouraged me to get my independent license, she has a company that has Christian counseling in the name. Okay. Right. So I had people in front of me showing me that this can work. Right. Right. So if this is what you want, you can have it. Right, right. Because even this woman, as 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 we were students in, in the classroom, she would tell us about times where the courts would send people, and to her, mm-hmm. based on the fact that she could get them in sooner, so they weren't paying no attention to the name. Right, 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 right. right. Uh, interestingly enough, the very first person who I counseled in my office in Toledo was a Muslim. Wow. Right, right, and and so. I said, well, you know, my name is Good Company Christian (laughs) Counselor. You know, and he said, well, you know, I'm Muslim. I said, yeah, I know you're Muslim. Mm -hmm. But the thing it was, and and I was so thankful because our first session, all he talked about was how Christians had treated him so badly. Right, and I didn't have to defend that right. because I don't know what happened in that situation. Right, all I had to do was work with this man right. and show him a different picture of how Christians behave. Right, right. And so I had that opportunity wow. awesome. to
0: show this man that all Christians are not like that. Right, that's awesome. Yeah, that's so, awesome. That's yeah. awesome. And so even as have you um, um, provided counseling to, or no, not that. Do you allow your Um, Christianity, I guess, to um, block who you see. That's a,
1: you know... No, again, like I said, the first person I seen was a Muslim. But then even, there are people, because you was asking about the hindrance, there are people that seek me out because they're looking for a Christian counselor. They want, this is what they want, they want biblical-based counseling. You You know, know. so uh, as I have worked with ministers and lay people, and, and that is actually what they're seeking so with but people come to me and I you know
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, again I've had so many experiences mm-hmm. where people come in and mm-hmm. talk about bad experiences they had with Christians mm-hmm. and I have opportunity to say hey I'm not
0: them right <laughs> you know I'm not <laughs> right, them so right, right. Uh, I'm actually like able
1: that. to break through some of the things that have been blocking them okay. because they sought me out right? you know what I'm saying knowing the name yes and everything else yes. right uh, now Okay, people say they see my face, Mm -hmm. right? So it's on either on uh, Psychology Today or they go to my website or whatever, and they see my face and they say, "You look like somebody." That's nice. (laughs) And I said, "If you only knew." No, right, right, right. I'll tell them. that. I tell them. I tell them. Thank you. Oh
0: my goodness. I'm saying thank you. That's
1: good. So it's it's like I know without a shadow of a doubt. God has given me favor and he's people are looking at me and they're saying, I can trust this guy. Right. Just on the picture. Right, right. And they come in and they see me and they work with me based on the picture. So Christian, it doesn't it doesn't hinder right. my practice having the name there. And people have sought me out. Again, right. they they were just looking for some help. Right. Looking for help in the area. Right. Looking for help with a specific issue. Mm-hmm. Like a guy called me the other day saying he wanted uh Somebody counseling him with PTSD. Mm-hmm. So since he's right. on uh, psychology today, that, so that's what he was seeking. Right. He didn't right. care nothing about the
0: name. He just wanted some help. Right. Okay. Okay. So now, what would you say to an individual who's one who is wondering whether or not at this particular point in their life they should pursue PhD or pursue getting their two years supervision and getting their becoming independently licensed?
1: I would ask him to pray. <laughs> <laughs> now, you know, see, because because you know, prayer is gonna do something for them. First, going hopefully, it's gonna settle them on the inside, but then hopefully, it'll lead them to somebody that can help them with that decision. Right. Right? right. Because I I don't know what made me, mm-hmm. I ain't gonna say what. I know God pushed me to mm-hmm. pursue this PhD. Okay. Right? And so just working on a Ph.D., but I had already achieved so many other things. Right. Right? So when I went to ministry school, the door for me to pursue my Ph.D. in Iowa was open for me. Okay.
0: Okay. You know what I'm
1: saying? But the ministry school had started at the same time. Mm-hmm. And, and and God was opening all these doors for me here in Toledo. So I was like, I don't think it's time for me to go to Iowa. Okay. Even though that door is open, I don't think this is the time. Okay. Right. So I had to listen, be sensitive to that, and said, Okay, let me pursue this ministry school mm-hmm. all right and then the door open again mm-hmm. for me to pursue the PhD. Right. So I, I really want the people that's why I was saying about prayer, because then you I'm telling you, doors will open, opportunities and you will see, but you wanna sit down and you wanna talk to somebody about these decisions that you're making. Mm-hmm. Right. If you want to make these moves. What's wrong with talking to somebody? Right. What's wrong with coming along with somebody saying, look, I need you to pray with me about something, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And, and I want to know what you feel about this, right. right? See, because all these steps that I have made are always, for me, mm-hmm. I always saw a man or woman of
0: God. Right. Right. Yeah. you know, I love when you say that, you know, yeah. because for me, even in doing this podcast, it's like I'm trying to help people shave off years of going around in circle before they actually get to that place that they desire to yeah. be, you know, and the fact that you're sharing with us that you sought counsel, you know, in every move and every decision. And so now you're in a position to be able to share that so you can help someone else, you know, not have to go, you know, 10 years. Yeah. Yeah before or get the PhD realize that it's not really what they need right or what they wanted so that's the other thing too really sitting with someone so you guys can create a success plan right and see where it is you desire to go and allowing that person to assist you along that journey right so that's good right yeah and, and one of
1: the things that you had said and, and, and it's an apostolic anointing mm-hmm. you know it's hard you're gonna have to you're gonna have to fix all that yourself oh my goodness the, <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying the, the, the wording that I'm using okay but when you said take out the the years, but you also are taking out the fears and the tears yeah. because there have been people that have been crying about these things. Right. They've been so afraid to make these moves. Right. So you just take those words. You're taking the years, the tears, and the fears right. out the equations for people. Right. So when people are coming to you, they're thinking that they're sitting down with L.A. getting right. one thing, right. but God has bigger plans for them because they took that. Opportunity to come and meet with you, you know, to sit with you, to hear what you have to say, to hear your heart, you know, to hear what you have spent years studying, years in prayer. You know, I've watched you, you know, pray like nobody's business. I watched you do live. Facebooks and then said, we're praying today and we're going to keep praying. And we're going to keep praying. Mm. And you prayed for people and you have prayed for people that are pursuing you now. Mm. You didn't even know that when you was praying, that you was praying for the ones that you're meeting with right now. Yeah. But you laid the foundation in prayer, crying out for people who was crying out. Mm. You cried Mm -hmm. out for them. And I'm telling you, those tears, Mm -hmm. you are being able to heal them of those tears, of those fears, and those years, and taking the years out of those equations. So I just, I'm glad that you said that years, because as soon as you said that, that's what I heard, Mm -hmm. you know, that you're doing for a lot of people. Wow, taking out the years,
0: the the tears, tears, and the fears. And the fears. I love that. I love that. You about to make me go in. I appreciate I appreciate you taking the time and um, sharing your wisdom, your knowledge, your understanding in this field of social work. We have a lot of individuals that are crying, that are crying out, you know, trying to find somebody to connect with to make this journey, you know, a little easier and clearer, you know. And um, I just want to thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you, R. Carter Thomas, for sharing again with us. Again, thank you for tuning in to the 10th episode of the Six Figure Social Worker podcast. I am your host, L.A., your Six Figure Social Worker. And listen, you can reach out to me on social media, but also my website at youchangellc.com. Send me a message. Let me know. I do um, coaching I have packages to help you get clear about where it is you desire to go in the field of social work. So reach out. Don't be shy. I'm here. We started this thing with you in mind. This podcast is literally to teach you how to make a living while you're making a difference. Thank you for tuning in and I'll see you next week.